Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Have you noticed that some of even the most enthusiastic NFT supporters are saying things like the bubble has popped and that the good old days are behind us as technology advances and industries become more mature and efficient over time? Things usually get better. So today we'll discuss why I believe Web3's best days are ahead of us and why. And one of the best places I like to look at for advancement in technology and how industries evolve over time is the cell phone industry. And if you grew up in the late 90s and early 2000s in particular, that's when things really exploded and you saw this rapid movement on uh, how technology was evolving. And it reminds me a lot of this whole NFT space because back in those days, the early 2000s, every six months, these various cell phone companies, the technology was taking massive leaps forward. Now, there is really not that much different between last year's iPhone and next year's iPhone or the newest Galaxy S or the Note or anything. There's incremental changes, maybe some design changes, a longer battery. But back in those days, every single model was literally like doubling the computing power. Color screens were coming in. There was backlights. There were camera phones. And all these features were just exploding. So do you remember back in the day when you literally had to physically go to whatever cell phone provider you had to go and get that cell phone directly from them? And whether it is AT&T, Singular, T-Mobile, and there were so many of them. You had to go to that store and it's not like you could just go to a random website or anything of that nature to just get a cell phone from anywhere because it did not connect that way. Now we have so many options. You can get your cell phone literally from anywhere. You can get them from different countries. You can have them shipped. It's, it's just so many options on Amazon, wherever, even Kickstarter now. You can order cell phones off of these startup companies and then you just put your chip in it and you're off to the races. You can use it anywhere. And nowadays, no one even knows such things as CDMA or GSM. Those were the two cell phone standards that were in the US and around the world for that matter. GSM, I don't even remember what GSM actually stands for, but G was global. It was a global standard, I think mobile. And around the world, you, for most US carriers, if you bought a GSM phone at that time in the early 2000s, it would not work in the US. So when you went on eBay or whatever it is, I was buying used phones and I was changing my phone literally like every couple months because it, the technology was just so awesome. And I just wanted to try out uh, Sony Ericsson, which really wasn't popular in the US, but you can order them from the Asian markets and what have you. And just making sure that it was compatible with the network in the States, that was something that was important. But nowadays, no one really even checks all of that because everything is pretty much, it's going to work 99% of the time. And I like to think of these various networks as like being the blockchain. These days, people want to know, is this a Ethereum-based project? Is this a Solana-based project? Is this a proof-of-stake network? Or is this a proof-of-work network? And all these different things. And it really sways the way people are looking at it and like, okay, well, where am I going to buy this? How is this going to connect? And all these different things. And just like nowadays, nobody asks, is it CDMA or is this GSM or whatever? It's oh, cool. It is the new Samsung Galaxy. Great. Let me get one of those unlocked. Let's get it on my carrier and I'm good to go. And I think in the future, as this space really matures, that's when you're going to see that people aren't going to be asking a lot of the questions that they're asking today. Proof of work, proof of stake, which blockchain is it on? It's like, no, is this an awesome project or not? What utility is it? This is great. Art, I like this. A great 
let's go. No one's looking at the back end. And I even think of taking it to uh, computers, right? If you're someone who has ever launched a website, say WordPress, which is uh, powering something like half of the websites on the uh, internet right now, if not more, when you're setting that up uh, in the server on the back end, it's asking you, okay, do you want to launch this on a Linux server or a Windows server? But the front end user, 99.9% of the people that are browsing around on the internet will never even know the difference. So a lot of the times, those decisions that are made, which blockchain and uh, how this is all going to be set up in the back rooms of whatever project the teams are making these decisions. In the future, as this space really advances, no one's going to be having that conversation as to, should I buy this project? It is on Ethereum. I don't really want to deal with Ethereum. No. So just like a user for those websites or cell phones or whatever it is, is not really worrying about all that stuff. They just want to know, is this cell phone the one that can take the best picture? Yes, that's the one I want. Or is this the website that is uh, going to sell me my shoes. Okay, great. I'm going to buy it from there. They're not worried about what server it is and all those different things. And going back to the whole cell phone analogy, do you remember the day when there were actually different chargers for every single phone on the market? Literally every phone that came out, even if it was Samsung phones, might have six different chargers. Every phone that they came out with had a different jack. And there was even this uh, invention where it had one regular plug that would go into the wall and then it would have 15, 20 different tails. And they were all different connecting ports that would go to different cell phones. Like no one really even remembers those days because right now everything has been standardized and really put down to basically, is it Android or is it iPhone? Is it the new version of Android or the old version of Android? Because it's micro USB, USB-C, or the lightning port. That's really it. Those are your only options. All of your connecting ports, all of your accessories, everything is going to that. But I remember back in those days, the early 2000s, you had a cell phone. Let's say your phone died and you're at your friend's house or whatever it might be. A guest was over your house. They left their charger. You'd pull out that thing with nine, 10 different tails and you'd go through every single one of them one by one. And guess what? Their cell phone was the one that wasn't on that list. And it really makes me think a lot of all these different options and seeing what's compatible with what. Is it the right wallet? Does that work with MetaMask? Or is this a phantom feature? Do I have to download a rainbow wallet for this? Or is this something that's only going to work with the Wax wallet? Can Anchor work with that? No, that's EOS blockchain. See, now I'm saying all of these things just to show you how complicated this space actually is right now. And 99.99% of people that have heard about NFTs or are dabbling in the space and want Want to get into the space, they're not even thinking about all those different things and all these acronyms and seeing what's compatible with that. And it's, oh my gosh, this is just way too confusing. I want nothing to do with this. Just call me when this stuff is working. Or if it's someone like, say, in the case of me, where my wife, I'm trying to explain all this stuff to her, my sisters and everything. It's like, yeah, okay, what's the purpose of this? Well, why is this being used? That's what they're focused on. They're not focused on all those different things that I just mentioned. And when we get to that point where in this uh, industry, if you will, that we're not having those discussions in the front end as the consumers that are buying this stuff. That's when this stuff is going to be uh, ready for mainstream. So that's why I truly believe that the best years are ahead of us and not behind us. Because we that are in this space right now, we're figuring out all of this stuff. Just like those first people that were buying cell phones and trying to open up this and jailbreak and getting into all of this so they could do all of those different things. And most people these days don't do that. They have no clue about any of those things. So it was really us techie nerds, if you will, that were in the space doing that stuff 10, 15, 20 years ago. And now anyone that's listening to this podcast and has 
any idea what I'm talking about is basically in that group of people. We are the people that are hacking stuff around and we're experimenting, but the people that will come into the space 10 years from now, five years from now, they will have no appreciation for any of this stuff or trying to figure that stuff out because the, the way they're probably going to do it is they just take out their debit card and they purchase their NFT. They don't know what blockchain it's on or how this is going to be sold. They just know when they're ready to sell it, they just list it on OpenSea or whatever. And it's like going to be probably just an open system. They're not going to think about anything. I just, yeah, I just go straight to my wallet and click sell and it just connects to wherever it needs to go. And yep, it sold. Money is now in my wallet. Like they don't think about it. They're just setting everything probably from their wallet in the future. And it's just going to be a completely different world. And another thing, do you remember when text messages actually had limits? For example, they would say uh, you would get your monthly plan and it would come with 200 text messages or 300 text messages. No one even thinks about that these days because it is unlimited text messaging. And I like to think of this as being like the transactions per seconds, the scaling issues that are on these various blockchains, because people will say, okay, this is the reason why Ethereum can't grow or Bitcoin or any of these blockchains is because it can't process the amount of transactions needed to get the masses on, say, comparing to like Visa that is transacting tens of thousands per second around the world, it's really going through their system. Everything is going through that one hub and they're looking at it and saying, Ethereum can't do that. Bitcoin can't do that. All these other blockchains can't do that. So how are we supposed to onboard the other 7 billion people on the planet that don't even know what an NFT is? Like that is not possible in this current system. So just as those early people back in the day were literally looking at their bills, counting how many text messages were sent and received, that's another thing too. Do you remember that you actually had to pay when you received a text message? So not only did you have to count how many that you were sending off, but you also had to monitor and tell your friends to stop sending you text messages because you're going to be charged for it. So it was a completely different world. And I remember in high school in specific, like trying to explain to my mother because I got a cell phone really cheap through a service that she had because she worked at the hospital. And with that, I remember specifically, it was 60 minutes of calling and 150 text messages. Now, some of my friends would want to send 10 text messages to me and they were like, hey, send. What are you up to? Send. I wanted to know if you want to go to the movies. Send. And instead of putting everything into one single text message, they would send off 10 different ones. And I would be so annoyed. I'm like, you just wasted half my text messages to simply ask, do you want to go to the movies on Saturday? Just having those conversations, looking back at that, it's so funny to me now because that is not even something that we think about or we try to monitor and track. And oh man, I remember I connected my instant messenger to my phone one time and it was counting every single message as a text message. The phone bill that month was absolutely ridiculous. But anyways, getting back on track right now, nobody counts text messages anymore. And looking at where we are right now, trying to understand how many transactions can go through per second, it's like being in that situation. And linking with that thought is how about having plans that had free nights and weekends. Do you remember that? It was actually a different rate during the day, during the business peak hours, as it was during the nights and the weekends, because there were less calls then, so the rates were actually less. So plans started to roll out free nights and weekends. That sort of makes me think of like the gas limits and these gas fees, because for example, on Ethereum, between Friday night and Sunday night, during US hours, that is the cheapest time to get a transaction off. Once Asia opens up Sunday night early into Monday morning, 
you start to see the fees go up. They're going to double overnight. And then once Monday morning rolls around, say 8, 9 a.m. Monday morning, once it hits East Coast time, New York time, you're going to see everything start to spike back up. And the fact that I actually know that and anyone that really spends any amount of time in this space understands and sees that pattern just, again, shows how early we are into the space because that is no different than having those different rates for making phone calls. Uh, It does not matter nowadays whether it's 2 a.m. or 2 p.m. if you're calling this side of the country or if you're calling in your local town, it's going to be the same rate. And lastly, once the major companies such as Apple started to come into the smartphone space, that's when we realized, okay, this thing is really serious. Because if you follow Apple, they are always late to the party. They are never the first ones to come out with anything. But when they come into the space, they usually do the biggest and the best. And as much as that burns me to say, because I am a diehard Android person, but guess what? I also have a secondary phone as an iPhone. Why? Because they do certain things that is much better than the Android world. And they were not the first smartphone. And in fact, when they launched, Microsoft had such a huge lead that the then CEO laughed at Apple for coming into the space. When they launched the personal computers, when they launched MP3 players, when they launched those tags that help you to find your keys and what have you, when they launched TVs and all these things, streaming services, they were not the first one out. So until we see that major mover come into the space like a massive Goliath of a company, such as even Apple, or I personally predict it's going to be Microsoft, but that's another topic in itself. That's when we know this space has really arrived. So are the best days of this space ahead of us or behind us? I truly believe that is way ahead of us. Right now, these little growing pains that we're having, it is normal. Any industry in its infancy goes through these times, these hiccups. So when people are saying, oh, the bubble's popped and it's all over, the glory days are over, I don't think they are a student of history. Look at anything, the dot-com bubble, the rise and fall of smartphones, just everything. And if they're honest, they can definitely see that we've done so far is just a drop of water in the entire ocean. There is so much more to come from this space. So with that said, I think that's a great place to land the plane. And hopefully you found value in that. Some great information as far as the connection between an industry that we've really seen the rise and fall of and stabling it off into this mature stage where it seems like nothing's really changing right now of cell phones and what we're going through in this whole Web3 NFT space. So if you found value in that or any of my other content that I am putting out, I would greatly appreciate it if you left a review on Spotify or Apple, whatever platform that you're listening to, because it really does help for new listeners that want to find a new show. It will recommend it to them. And then when they see you with reviews, whatever it is, they'll just click play because more people have been interacting with it. So with that said, thanks for spending the time for listening. And I look forward to the next one as we learn and build Web3 together. So until then, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.